0: Welcome, Book Nerds, to today's episode of the podcast. I'll be speaking with Ludovica Isidori, the cinematographer and director of photography for the film The Fourth Wall. In this film, Chloe is a serious actress who spent her life on the stage of Paris. The result? She's been chipped down into a product of the scrutiny and unfair politics that infects the entertainment industry. Doomed to star in one last performance of Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream, Chloe fights for her moment in the spotlight among the self-serving newcomers with whom she is forced to share the stage with. Let's get to it and hear more about this film and what it took to make it. All right, Book Nerds, I'm now speaking with Ludovica Isidori, the cinematographer DP of The Fourth Wall. Thank you so much for joining us today here on Gene Book Nerd.
1: Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. This is quite exciting.
0: <laughs> well, let's get started. Uh, and I do apologize if I mispronounced your name at all. But for our listeners, uh, please, would you introduce yourself and tell us about your part in making this film?
1: Yes, absolutely. First of all, a uh, good call on my name, uh, which is Ludovica Isidori. Your pronunciation was perfect. Um, And to the listener, I apologize, this is my first podcast, so please bear with me, Um, I'm kind of shy and I'm usually behind the camera, Um, and that's my job, I'm a DP or cinematographer, however you want to call it, so I tend to be in the shadows, like like far away, so, you know, being interviewed or like being the guest, like having attention on me it's something um kind of new. So again, I apologize uh <laughs> you know, mistakes and and things like that.
0: But that's um, that's what makes it so fun. Yeah. That's so what makes it fun.
1: Sounds awesome. Uh so yeah, uh basically um so as I said, I'm a director of photography and uh I was the director of photography for The Fourth Wall, uh the movie, the short movie from Kelsey Bolly. and um, my job consists in translating um, the story and the story that is on paper onto the screen. And basically, um, I heard someone saying once that like we are a mix between a manager, a therapist, and an, a painter, an artist, um, which I think it's quite a good definition because um, where, so the, the side of therapist is because are the person the director talks to the most, the person the director confines in and with. And, um, you know, we're the go-to. If the director has a vision, a question, a doubt, a fear, or an excitement, they're, uh, they should come to us. And we should be there able to understand them, to listen to them, to, and also to translate in their mind. Um, That sometimes is described in this way, but we still need to understand that and give it form, you know, on the screen. Um, The other side, we are managed because once we are on set, we have to deal with like a team of people, that can be very small, it can be a few people and it can become very, very large, like 10, 20, 30 people um, that work with lighting, with uh, camera tools, with cameras and, you know, and it's that, And um, it, it's. I think one of the best part of our job, because it, it's very tricky to find a balance between um, you know, leading somebody and and encouraging them and trusting them, but at the same time um, making sure that they deliver and that they do um, help you in achieving the vision. And then the last one, um, as I said, is like being an artist because I think our ego is quite big as the ego of anyone working in the film industry and um, you know it's kind of cool to be like yeah I'm also an artist you know I have my creative input it's part of the movie it's what makes the movie better um so yeah it's just something cool to think about
0: oh absolutely yeah. so how large was the uh you know the filmmaking team you know was how many cameras did you have on set when you were making the film was it just you and you know someone you know handling like the f- pulling focus or did you have multiple camera operators, you know, how wh- how big was that team?
1: So uh, it was actually quite small. Um, my camera team led, you know, like we had a steady cam operator. I operate everything else, uh, like the handheld part of the movie. Um, and then we had a first AC and a second AC, uh, which is, you know, quite a regular team for shorts, for indie shorts. Uh, um, and then on the lighting side, we had, had four lighting and electric, not just the electric part. Um, we had four or five people depending on the days. Um, you know, it, it, it was quite a standard size. I think uh, a little, uh, some shorts that I've been working on where sometimes you end up adding just like two or three people with an electric. Um, but we were also shooting in a theater. And so, you know, there were a couple of scenes that are some work because the space was big and, you know, you're working with like older places and, and like really, really high ceiling. And so, you know, some construction uh, were required.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, how long was the filming process? So when you first got on state, you know, got on set and you were filming the very first, you know, very first shot to when you, you know, the filming was a wrap? Because, um, I mean, a lot of times people think of, you know, long feature, you know, hour and a half, two hour films, and those are, you know, months and months and sometimes even a year of filming and short films sometimes people think are like oh you filmed for you know two days and it was and you called it a day sometimes they're done in a single day i'm curious how long was the filming process uh for this short film
1: so um the i think one of the best quality of the entire process was that for once we actually had time um which is quite a rarity movie because yes as you said A lot of the shorts I've been working on, uh, they end up being like two days, three at the most. Um, For the first wall, we had um, four days of shooting, four full days of shooting plus a half day. But um, most important, we had a full week uh, of prep in Paris in the theater. And that was, yes. That was, like, phenomenal. It felt like, you know, it felt like we were big shots, like Hollywood people, like, coming to Paris and, uh, you know.
0: There Um, are worse places to film, I think. Worse places to film in the world than Paris.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, But, yeah, no, I think that's, um, that's what made a huge difference because literally for a week, the... The theater became um, our production office, quite a fancy and beautiful one. Um, And we were meeting there every day with every department. And so um, my camera operator had a chance to be there and start start rehearsing with us early on. Um, My gaffer had the opportunity to see the place and see the space um, in advance. And then, you know, um, so on a technical side, I think that brought a lot of advantages, but also on the human side, I think that created quite a magical experience for everyone. Cause you know, we were like the, the director, myself, the editor, one of the actors flew from, uh, Los Angeles, but everyone else was from Paris. And even though you know, most people spoke English, uh we were still strangers in a way. And so I think that the fact that we could share breakfast and coffee every morning and just like chit chat about you know the world and then spend eight, nine, ten hours together to just like track the movies in create the universe and then obviously because it's Paris um wrap the day go out to a bistro end of a glass of wine all together um that was fantastic It create a bond that you cannot recreate otherwise
0: no that that sounds that sounds like such a great uh you know situation and a great setup uh that sounds like yeah that sounds like the dream kind of like the dream uh <laughs> the dream scenario make a movie and then you know, have coffee in the morning, make a you know work on a short film, and then have some wine at the end of the day.
1: Yes, and especially now that like I think we've all been like talking to each other via screen and through headphones for so long, like it's a dream. I'm just like just remembering that. Like, yes, being in Paris and like sitting in a bistro, like <laughs> was kind of phenomenal
0: oh i miss those days of you know filming and then being you know going out for drinks and just eating food and having fun afterwards it's like oh when can we get back to that
1: so much so much because like you don't think about it because you know what we do is like really hard work especially once we start shooting Mm. but there's a human aspect of it that like it's irreplaceable like i think at least a third of what we do is also um, like caring for other people and like creating this temporary relationship that uh, might only last for like a week or a month or, you know, but still needs to be deep and enjoyable and, and fulfilling and, and rich. And so I think, yeah, we're all oh. missing
0: absolutely absolutely i agree i can't i can't agree with that more um so you said that you you the director and the editor were are from los angeles uh but you filmed in in paris how did you get brought on to this project
1: um so actually it's quite a funny story because i um i applied to you know those websites like mandy.com or like yeah yes yeah. so i applied for a job uh like two years or a year and a half before this short and um i ended up meeting kelsey uh in a cafe in santa monica um and you know it was quite a nice meeting but i didn't get the job um and the job was for previous short asking for a friend um, and, uh, but for some reason, somehow, like my name, um, got stuck in our head, luckily. And so, um, oh, you know, the, the fact that I'm Italian, it, it's a good card to play at times. Like, yes, I am European. I understand that. Uh, and, and so a year later, uh, I got an email. Um, I was in Bali shooting a movie and I got an email and from, from the director and she was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but I I have this short that I want to shoot in Paris. Would you be interested? And I was like, uh, yes, absolutely. Because, <laughs> yeah, who like, would say no to North that? <laughs> like, so you're going to fly me and give me a room in Paris to shoot a short movie? like? absolutely like I'm there already I mean
0: I guess Um, she had to twist your arm to get you to say yes
1: yes exactly and it was it was just like so exciting like the it you know also the fact that she remembered me like we literally met once and which was also the extraordinary fact that we worked so well together in fact because we so we met once like again for that uh for that meeting like a year before and then we spoke on the phone um one time and then we flew to Paris together without really knowing each other you know so it was quite a um you know quite a risk she took which turned out fantastic but you know
0: sometimes things just fall into place just perfectly
1: yeah No, absolutely. And I told her, like, since the day I met her and, and, like, we worked together, I was like, girl, like, please keep, like, you know, working around the world. I will follow you anywhere. (laughs) I I do have a few directors that, like, you know, they're on my list of, like, yes, these ladies, because they all ended up being women, like, they're going to make it and they're going to, like, travel the world. And I'm just going to follow them like no matter what it says you know if it means like bring my old family to i don't know the Philippines for three months sure i'll do that you know
0: hey when you get a good team together you know you tend to want to stick with that team because you know you work together well and things just you know you kind of you you get to know each other and the vision and you know their preference and how they everyone likes working and the more you work together the better that you know that team becomes
1: yeah, no, absolutely. And and again, I mean, if you work in the film industry, you know that it's like, sometimes it's just like a, you know, a, a, a love story, whether it's like a one night stand or like a marriage, but it's a love story. Sometimes it clicks and there's chemistry and sometimes it just doesn't, And you know, but when it does, it, it's phenomenal.
0: Absolutely. So in this movie, The Fourth Wall, there are some, you know, some decently long takes, you know, they're not, you know, 20 minutes long or anything, but because it is still a short film, but there are some decently long takes and there's a lot of, there are a couple of different lighting setups and some of them go from very warm to very cool back to warm. So there's a lot of very dramatic uh, light changes. So I'm curious, you know, how that worked and, you know, how much time did you have for like you know rehearsing you know moving because you're moving behind you know from backstage onto a stage backstage again so kind of like getting the layout of the land and figure out the camera moves and how did all that work
1: yes um i think as i said like the fact that we had time to rehearse like the week prior was uh key to the movie i don't think we could have Achieved such a, uh, in my opinion, good result uh, if we didn't have that much press, Because literally, since day two, since the second day we arrived at the theater, uh, we started working with the actors first and um, Artemis, you know, the app that you put on your phone that mimics the camera to try to figure out, you know, the blocking and how do we move people in the space in a way that it's fluid and smooth and looks good but also that it's not forced just for camera Um, and it literally took you know everyone's idea and suggestion like sometimes with an actor uh, suggesting like Lizzie being like hey I think I can go um, backstage at this time and then come back Um, sometimes with the director sometimes with me or the camera operator I think like we all organically rehearsed for hours um and, and perfected the you know the movement of the actors in relationship with the camera and um and again we had like a few days to do do that before the actual uh, principal photography started so that was you know that was necessary um because again as I said yes they uh they're not super long fake but they do move through Quite a few rooms or, or corridors, or, or you know, and then uh, once we had that in place, um, I uh, I had the time and the chance to. I mean, that I have to thank also Kelsey, the director. She totally understood the you know the challenges and the fact that if you have to light for three sixty without any units on the ground, you need sometimes to rig. Like there's no way around. You just need to put stuff up in the air or hide them um on the floor through uh you know with the help of production designers. Uh but you just need time. And she never, never, never rushed us, um, never rushed the GED team in doing so. Um and uh and then you know, nowadays um with all like Quasar and LED lights and all these new technology that you can basically connect and operate through a, through a board through your ipad uh, then that's how the magic is done because you put up all these lights and basically you create we we, we almost create our own stage lighting uh and then my gaffer was just like dimming it was live DJing in a way, right? but with lighting, like putting them up and down and changing color and giving them a rhythm, and depending on where the camera was. Um, and uh, you know, it's something that probably like thirty years ago would have not been possible, at least on a scale. Um, but nowadays, again, you just like connect everything wireless and boop your iPad, you just do it
0: and you have fun. Absolutely, technology and lighting technology has definitely, has definitely come a long way in the past, you know, even just several years, like you said, you know, with Quasar lights, you just, you know, some of them are uh, completely battery operated, wireless, you just plug them on the wall and you, you know, you're pretty much can set it to any, any color temperature, any, you know, tint, or, you know, anything you want and boom, you got lighting. Yeah, and it's
1: amazing, and I think it's like also, give some freedom because you know you come up with an idea or a concept and like i was talking with my gaffer and was like okay so uh you know i imagine like i for instance i want the backstage to be blue which is this mix of like it it can resemble like the black light or it can resemble this sort of like underwater world where everything is muffled and like there's a different rhythm like things Exist and happen, but do you really see them like it almost like a different world? And you know, something as simple as like finding the perfect color like, you literally spend time just like looking at monitor and like adding some yellow, and then it's like, oh no, this is the cyan, okay, let's 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 add some magenta, and like, and everything happened in real life, and you can um uh, see that happening like in front of your eyes, like right away. And that was also super important. Sorry for jumping. But um for makeup, makeup and costumes. Because you know, they had quite elaborate makeup and and we wanted to make sure that like our color choice wasn't like was affecting because it obviously affects the makeup, but it wasn't like masking it. And so you know, you had all of a sudden you have like me and the gaffer and the makeup artist and like four or five people all at monitor, like playing with lighting and um and fine tuning it, you know. And it's it's magical and it's it's a lot of fun. And and sometimes you know, it's those moments where you're like wondering, it's like, is this really my job? Do I like get paid to do this? Because this is is like. It's, it's awesome. It's
0: like so fun. <laughs> well, I mean, just hearing you, hearing, you know, that you talk about, you know, being on stage and, you know, playing with the lighting, it's funny that you say because I'm like, again, as a filmmaker myself, I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, just like, you know, setting up lights and playing around with the color and the composition and the blah. I'm like, that sounds, in my head, I'm just like, man, that sounds like such a fun time.
1: Yeah. I like, and, and I think that's like why I love my job because there's time where it's like, pure creativity and it's and it's not just yours. It's really this coming together of like the different ideas and different inputs and, and suggestions and and you know and, and all of a sudden like you have layers of complexity that that create this world and everyone is just there to contribute and have fun together. And that's really what it is.
0: Absolutely. Um so you know, looking at the film and, you know, the lighting that was involved and everything, it does take place, as we've said, you know, multiple times in the theater. And, you know, not everything is like super bright, because, you know, when you're watching a play or, you know, something in the theater, it's typically pretty dark. How did you handle, because, you know, obviously technology and cameras, you know, not every camera is great in, you know, low light situations. And there are a decent amount, even though, like I said, there is lighting. It is still, you know, very moody, very dark because you're supposed to be backstage during the play. Uh, what cameras and, you know, lenses did you choose to film this? Because again, you you must have had a decent camera, uh, pretty, you know, pretty good uh, low light camera for filming.
1: So it's funny you mention it because um, that's actually one of the things we were discussing with the director. Because originally she came to me and she was like, "Hey, um, I'd love to shoot anamorphic." and uh you know and the more we discuss the more it's like you know nowadays uh any like top level camera like we shot so to answer we end up shooting with the Alexa Mini LS with Cook S7 okay. uh, so at, at and our um, original idea was to shoot just with like the Alexa Mini and possibly with anamorphic but then the more we talk the more we realized that, you know, anamorphic uh, lenses require uh, more lighting. Um, And with the amount of uh, movement that was there, uh, my focus cooler would have hated me, which she ended up doing anyway, (laughs) because doing (laughs) large format wide open uh, doesn't make it any easier. Um, But, you know, that was one of the considerations. And then this uh, camera rental in Paris, for some really strange reason, um, came back to us, and they were like, "Hey, listen, I know you guys asked for the Alexa Mini, uh but we have the Mini LF um, that is available. Would you be interested? With Cook S7, uh, would you be interested in um, you know trying it and if you like it, using it?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah."
0: It's, it's
1: rare that <laughs> yeah, like, again,
0: who who's going to turn down using the Alexa, you know, Mini LS?
1: <laughs> exactly, and it was like it's You know, it doesn't happen in America that like with a, a relatively small budget, the the rental house comes back to you and they're like, hey, I know you have this budget, so would you like to actually use the more expensive camera <laughs> and um and and also you know we're at some interview we look at some uh, of the movie that were shot with the lS um and also the you know the cook lenses uh, no matter the model with you know uh they're very famous they have this like creamy soft uh, roll off and to be quite beautiful on on portraits and skin um and they were very fast they had um, a very uh very uh, small close focus which allowed us to be uh basically on like in like very close very 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 close uh to the actress like uncomfortably close to the actress which was uh you know when Lizzie walks into the the hallway and it's red and she's like completely losing her mind uh that was always in our design like the fact to be like almost distorting her face being like so Close to her, that she's almost like entering the lens. It's almost disturbing. She's almost too present. Um, And and the lenses ended up uh, like they they allow us to do that. And so, and I co own an Alexa Mini. So I've been shooting on Alexa for, you know, three, four, five years. If I can shoot that, I use that. Um, Also, because you can push it. You know, you can push ISO to, to like 450 or, or 1600 and, and, you know, else to blow light and still have a beautiful image. And so that was their choice, you know.
0: Nice. Were there any, uh, interesting challenges that came up while making this film you know you're trying to block something out or figure into like okay this is what we need to do but the space doesn't really allow that so how can we uh how can we accomplish this were there any interesting challenges that you that you ran into that you were able to overcome
1: i think the the biggest one uh was the space because you know uh, in france in europe in general things are much smaller uh, than America. They're less vast, they're less expanded. So while the stage itself was quite a big space, everything else behind um from the backstage to the long hallway downstairs to the room, like that changing room, were really, really, really tiny place. And I'm five two, I'm quite a tiny person, but uh they ended up being Tiny even for me. So, uh, you know, most of the time I was like trying to figure out how, how to fit everything because you get a light from somewhere. You have to put a camera with a telecam in like a corridor that is like four feet wide. Oh,
0: geez. So, <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. And on top of that, you need the actress to be able to move freely and perform. So uh, that was, you know, that was a challenge. And I think the, you know, the best example of like that challenge was the scene uh, inside the, <clears throat> the changing room, where like uh, that starts with um, our male character coming in and, and taking the mask off and talking to himself at the mirror and then all of a sudden we have like four characters in there and the room like i can assure you is tiny it was probably like three meters by one um you guys can do the conversion and see but it's, it's, it's a really 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 small room and the old idea behind you know this the real the, the, the concept behind the movie was like trying to make everything as one take, like you know every scene or every you know environment sort of like in a one-er and so the the blocking of it requires you know some work because all of a sudden and because obviously on top of the room being small and having people that keep coming in and out uh, there's also a mirror in there, and uh, and and then my and then because the the walls are like concrete or bricks, but they're very thick. The signal doesn't arrive outside, so my AC had to be inside the room, oh, and geez. the sound people and the sound people had to be inside the room too. Uh, <laughs> And so like we don't have a we don't have a video, but it would have been the most amazing thing to watch because all of a sudden you have like me moving around the camera, my AC, who's like packed in a corner, like basically laying down, uh, trying to hide behind clothes. The sound, the the boom operator who named us like be like as I move, she's like she jumps on the, like on the floor from one corner of the room to the other, and then you have like actors performing and people coming in and out. So it was quite a scene. And all happening
0: in like a teeny tiny room, you've got like five or six people trying to cram in there and making the film.
1: <laughs> exactly. It was just like when when like one of the things worked out out we were just like oh my god this is this is amazing <laughs> it, it looked like insanity
0: <laughs> well i i watched that scene and i probably as i was watching it i was thinking i was like man like this this looks like a pretty because i'm I, i'm fairly familiar with theater and i'm like yeah you know changing rooms are not exactly you know they're not a bedroom they're not massive like they're usually pretty small and i was just thinking i was like man they got three actors they've got someone doing sound, they've got at least one camera person, like, they've got minimum five people in that room, and the camera's moving around, and I'm like, man, I don't know how they pulled this off, but they did it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was really fun, because I think that's, like, one of the situations where, like, like you can get incredibly frustrated uh, if you take it the wrong way, because, you know, there's so many elements that need to like fall into places. But if you take it with like a lighthearted spirit and and you know knowing that yeah, it's gonna take some time to figure this out because once you figure out camera, then you need to figure out how the sound moves from A to B or like how do we introduce the fifth character and like we decide to have it through a mirror because there was like not another possibility or like but I think if you if you approach it on the you know with the right spirit and almost as like a an enigma or like a quiz, you're like, okay, how do we solve this um collectively? Then it 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 becomes a lot of fun. And it, when it works out, it's just so rewarding.
0: Absolutely. Well, the film, you know, you, you got it done, you completed it, it looks fantastic. Uh if I remember correctly, you you mentioning um earlier that the film is Currently in the festival circuit, how's that been going so far?
1: I think it's going great. Um, it went to a whole lot of festival already. We went to Ollie Short and they won Best Horror, um, which is pretty great. Um, they won a whole lot of like Best Director, Best Short, Best Screenplay across the world. I think next week or this week, uh, sorry, I'm Terrible with schedule and date. but I think it's about to uh, screen at the Manchester Film Festival in the UK and um, and I think the Kelsey has um, as you might let like keep it on for a little bit longer and uh, you know and then probably put it online which we'll be happy to share with the world because you know the festivals are fantastic but the, the final goal is just for people to watch what you do. It's just like, yeah, please watch and enjoy. 14 wow. minutes of pure craziness in Technicolor <laughs> and, and rave music.
0: Oh, the music, the music was really well done. The music was, it really brought another, like another level to the film.
1: It's so good. When like Tyler, the editor was like sort of live editing on the fly in Paris. And it like started putting some tunes in it just to you know, create a mood. Like I remember watching it. I remember Kelsey like running to me. She was like, girl, you need to see this. And like, we saw like a tiny little excerpt. It was just like, I don't know, 15 seconds with this like do 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 Like it, it was phenomenal. It was just like so exciting, you know, like seriously, it, 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 it was great.
0: Well, the whole film came out great. I'm glad it's doing well in the film festival circuits. Uh, you, your, t- you and your team, you know, with considering you know the the conditions you worked under, you know, uh, tiny tiny location, going to you know going to Paris and filming, and you know it. You, uh, all I can say is you all did a fantastic job, and congratulations!
1: Thank you so much. That means a lot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Exactly. do you have
0: any uh, upcoming projects you can share with us anything uh in the works you know obviously don't you know we can't go into the details but do you have any uh projects you're currently working on or coming up that you're really excited with uh, about that you can share with us
1: um i don't know what the future holds because you know in indie uh things are always up in the air until the last minute uh, i know kelsey has a few things coming up and uh, that we started talking about. So I do love to work with her again as soon as possible. Um, I just wrapped a horror feature in Binghamton, New York, uh, which is like a tiny town in the middle of nowhere. Um, but the, the team and the director was really, really great. So, um you know it's an indie feature so it might take i don't know like six months to start going out and about but um i'm very excited it's very different tone much more muted but you know still quite creepy with that level of like uneasiness that um goes under your skin and uh you know it's funny because i never thought of myself as like someone who would end up shooting a lot of horror, Um, but I have to admit that especially recently, um, and especially in the indie world, I think the horror genre has expanded to this uh to this new like box that is like so complex and and, and diverse and like and that you can use uh, basically any style to discuss things that are actually very relevant which i think in a way was also what it started it it started as like something where you can be subversive and you can talk about subversive topics just because it's not mainstream and so you know you can disguise like really important social topics um under like i don't know blog and 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 funny color and and creative choices,
0: so. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us here and uh, Gene Book Nerd. Really appreciate it. Great short film. You and your team did a phenomenal job and congratulations.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thanks, everyone. This was super exciting. And uh, yeah, thank you again.
0: That's all for now, Book Nerds. Stay tuned for the next episode, and be sure to check out the Gene Book website for more. See you all next time for the next episode. Any parting words for our listeners before we go, Ludvika?
1: Hi, this is Ludvika Isidori. I am the DP for The Fourth Wall, and you're listening to genebookner.com. Bye!